Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Trout to throw. Fires and it's intercepted. Down the right sideline. Alex Austin, 15 to the 10 to the 5. Alex Austin in a pick six. Touchdown, Beavers. 12-19 to play in the third. The Beavers lead it 34-3. This is Dirt and Sprague. To set a screen for Dame. And then Grant will receive the ball. Checked by James. Here comes Jeremy into the lane to the glass. Powers up and in. Jeremy Grant powered it up and in. And a timeout called by the Lakers. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Back to throw off play action. Going deep. He has got Franklin. Who's got it? Perfectly thrown ball. Perfectly recepted ball. Perfectly timed play. Touchdown 49 yards. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The fan. All right. 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports. Leader 1080. The fan. Good morning. Happy Monday. What is happening? Too much. Too much going on. I maintain. Overwhelmed. I've waved the white flag. I I cannot handle (laughs) the things that are going on right now. Sports is as sports as sports is going to get. Uncle! Uncle! I give up. I can't take it. I can't handle it anymore. I I don't have enough screens. I, I don't know how people are processing all this. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I and I feel really bad saying this, but I think you guys have picked up on this on our our text string here. You our didn't show watch text a second of baseball this weekend. One single second. No, I not didn't. an iota of a half a millisecond. <laughs> Nothing. Not a baseball has been kicked off of my rotation right now. Now let me ask you this: If That's... you weren't doing Jack Ramsey's, would you have watched the Blazer game from start to finish yesterday? Because I get it. Like podcasting, you. I think you guys did a live show last night, so I get that. Like yeah. you got to watch it for work. Related purposes, would you have watched that over an MLB playoff game if you were not doing the podcast? That's a yes. Like the smirks, a yes. Yes, that okay. was it. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's fair. You're you're you. You do you, boo. What if your Braves were still in it? Oh, it, that's that's come on. That's a different thing. When <laughs> Why is it team... different? Be a sport, a fan of the sport. Damn <laughs> yeah, it. Well, it's, sometimes it's hard to be a fan of that sport, wow. but. Uh... No, I can't blame you. I mean, because you had a uh, four, you know, a gentleman sweep in one series. You had a straight up sweep in the other one. I, I mean, I, I can't. The games were great, though. The games yesterday. were good. The games were good, but it, you just don't have a lot of drama when it's three one and three zero. That's that's kind of my problem. Is like I I won't. I'm not going to argue about the games and how good or bad they were. What I would say is though, when the end result ends up in a sweep or a five game series, eh. you know what I mean? Like eh. it's a it's like Portland fan that's like, oh, we have the closest. 
sweep in, in Western Conference Finals history because we were leading all those games by double digits and we lost them all. And it's like, but you but, lost them all. But you still lost <laughs> you them lost all. lost them all. Four in a row. You, you had yeah. a goose egg of wins. Yeah. So, like, the Harper moments, awesome. I saw the highlights. You guys were texting the games between Houston and New York. Like, I was like, out on that game last night. Well, but it was a good game. Yeah, like They were game. trailing early. They came back. They tied. The Yankees go up again. They come back, take the lead. They get Judge up in the ninth, and they get him out. Yep. And they go to the, the uh, World Series. That game was way better than the Sunday night football game. Well, was- 100%. <sighs> but I, I am addicted to football. Unfortunately, I hate to tell you this. I, I can watch 16-10. Kenny Pickett, is he going to win this game? Tua and the offense look good to start. What happened after that? I don't know. But I'm addicted to it. I don't know what to tell you. It just it it can't it can't get to my screen unless I don't have any options right now. Yeah, well, Kenny Two Gloves throwing a late interception Kenny. yesterday was entertaining. That kept me that kept me roped in. Why did they call that incomplete at first? That was a pretty obvious. Was the Dolphins yes, only yeah. beat them by six, though. That's what I want. Their know. offense went to the crapper. Man. Yeah, their offense stinks right now. Tua's coming off the concussion. He had a weird post game interview too, where you're like, is he concussed right now? He's saying weird stuff. He like, got hit twice he on runs. Hit. He didn't yeah. slide. He dove at first yeah. and took on a linebacker and a safety with his shoulder. It's like, this, bro, what are you doing? Of all the arguments that you have made over the years about, and, and not just you, but the, the masses have made about shortening the baseball season, changing when you finish, all that, this is the prime example of why you need to do that. Yeah, yeah it got lost in the shuffle. You get lost in the shuffle. Like Swag quote tweeted our show tweet with a Thorns thing. Like, who had time for that this weekend? I had MLB playoffs, NFL. They played yesterday, I think. Yeah. MLB playoffs, yeah. NFL. I had a Blazer game going on where they're two and zero, and I'm like, I kind of want to watch this. College going, football all day right? Saturday. Like, like. I don't have, I can't handle it. I can't do it. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're out of the rotation. I feel bad for yeah. you, but I'm at like I'm at my uh, Sizzler buffet. My plate's full. Maybe yeah. maybe DVR. I'll come back for seconds and I'll get you later. But right I now, don't there's not enough room. have room for the extra unlimited shrimp. I got I got too much steak and potatoes on my plate. <laughs> that's right. It's exactly. Well, it. that's all I need, though. I don't. I don't. I don't need all that much more. Well, you know? Sometimes shrimp are tasty. Yeah. Sometimes eh. you go back and you get a second plate and you watch it on the DVR. Sure. That's, sure. that's manageable. Okay. Occasionally, I got some DVR watching when I get home. Well, later. Swag, yeah. I don't know if you have this or know this top yet. Does the World Series make any grave mistakes in terms of the days they're playing? Um, well, this year is they play on a Saturday, we, or Sunday, yes. Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> yes. or a Monday or a Thursday yeah. game. They should just play Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> well, Tuesday, Wednesday. What about Friday? Just play double headers. It's Come a Pac-12 on. game on Friday. Um, <laughs> actually, I think there is a good. No, that's a th- Utah Wazoo play on Thursday this week. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. In I the think pol- in the Palouse. This game. year's hard to judge because the schedule got all jacked up because they started the season late because of the lockout. So this is not a good season to judge. It's a week later. Um, they were forced to sh- to have a lot of uh, potential closeout games on the weekend. I think normally it will be set up to have those potential closeout games during the weekdays, maybe start series on the weekend. And I think that'll be better. So I got, is, am I right in saying that game one of the World Series is on Friday? It is on Friday. So, so everybody. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. It's, it's a, no, just no, Friday, games, Saturday. Two oh, two, touche. Three, two. Touche. Okay. So Sunday, they're, they're, they're not going. And then it'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday travel day, Friday, Saturday, if they need it. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel good about the start time of that that series, but no, I mean, I'll watch Friday. Obviously, I'm excited for the matchup, but it is, it just is unfortunate that you got to go against the NFL, and it's, it's the same with any other sport or college football. It's just you, you're overwhelmed. There's a lot going on, and I, 
I, I do try and take moments even in my, uh, like, the chaotic, can I flip enough channels or have enough screens kind of thing and remind myself of the time period in which we didn't have sports for, like, a calendar year. Yeah. Like, remember yeah. that? And we were, you know, doing show recaps on a Amazon. We you know, were, we were all King juiced show. up for Korean baseball <laughs> Korean in the baseball. middle of the night. So I, I do try and remind myself of that when I'm, like, overwhelmed on a Saturday or Sunday because there's too much going yeah. on. I'm like, hey, remember that time we didn't have any sports? That kind of sucked. May these stupid made-for-TV golf events with the always yeah. scintillating Dustin Johnson mic'd up. We did a review of a TV and, show of Nazi Hunt. We did. Nazi hunters. <laughs> it got dark there for a while. It did. Things were bad. Hey, what did you think about that Nazi that got killed? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, we'll break it down. He was in a 4-3 set. <laughs> and I could not believe. <laughs> no, but I, look, in all honesty, it, there's a lot that's going on right now. And I've limited myself because I have an iPad. I got my big screen. I I, I don't press it after that. It, it I have a two-screen rotation right now. It's hard to get three things up. I, I don't want to waste my phone battery all well, day. I also can't handle, like, even if I have three, I'm not watching three. I can't no. handle three. No. That's too much. Three things at once is over. Like, even if you have three big-screen TVs in front of you, I'm still overwhelmed. If Comcast, because I have Comcast, if yeah. they gave you an option to split up your quad box where one channel's the red zone, another channel's the NLCS, another channel's, for argument's sake, uh a soccer match of some sort, yeah. and then the other one's an NBA game. Do you, would you actually watch with that well, channel on? No. Because no. it'd no, be too see, distracting, wouldn't it? It'd yes. be like a sports well, book. I think what they need to do, I mean, as, as these TVs get bigger, 70, 80-plus inches, there's 100-inch TVs are coming at some point. It's basically a video wall uh, <laughs> that people... But you need to have... I, I would very much like to have a four-tuner box... And so you can maybe have a one big, you can either go quad, so four even ones, or one big one and then three smaller ones below it, and you have the sound on the big one and go back and forth. See, but I think if I had three smaller ones, I would, I would forget, and it'd be like a ticker for me. I can ignore a ticker now on a sporting event. I think I'd treat it like a ticker. I'd forget, oh, yeah, there's a game right there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the soccer game or the baseball game. Whereas the quad, maybe it's hard to focus on the one thing you care the most about, but, like, it's all in your face. It's all right there. Yeah. You have to see them all. I even have a hard time following two games at the same time. I do, too. I had moments yesterday where I was, like, watching the red zone, and I got, yeah. like, into this trance, and I heard, and he goes up with the layup, and yeah. I turned down my head, and I'm like, oh, crap, I missed, like, two buckets. Oh, there's two minutes left in the game, and the Blazers are coming back, and Russ is throwing up the great, Baseball or golf is the great sport to have on the secondary TV that has the sound down. Yeah, the tough part with that, though, I've noticed, because I've done that a lot during the MLB playoffs when they've gone at the same yeah. time. Like, I did that yesterday. You can miss home runs live, and it mm -hmm. sucks, because then you look over, and you're like, damn it. Like, that was the moment. I was waiting yeah. to see, and I, and I missed it live. Well, I was I've, got, the I've got the top and bottom situation, so they're right both there in the same line of sight, not a left-right. I think uh, top-bottom works better than left-right. Okay. okay. Left-right, you have to shift your focus one way or the other, but the top and bottom, <laughs> you can kind of stare just into the, the abyss there and kind of get, get the uh, secondary screen in your periphery a little better. That's a good poll question. When you're watching two things on a TV, is it better to go top-bottom or left-right? <laughs> left right. I'm kind of picking up what Swag's putting down. I don't really have any scientific we, method behind no, it. No, I kind of get it because you can centralize it. in the middle of the two on the yeah. top and bottom, and you're kind of watching both at the same time. Yeah. Whereas left-right, I feel like I'm leaning right, but I might have to veer over left a little bit. I get what he's saying here. We, we come with the hard-hitting analysis here on a Monday morning. That's what we do, baby. Swag comes in and goes, 
we're going to have to talk about the Blazers. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like putting my hands on my head and I'm like, when, when am I going to get them in today? So much football happened yesterday. Oh, we can get the Blazers in today, man. They're undefeated. They're one of two remaining yeah, undefeated teams. Who had the teams. Blazers and the Jazz as the last two undefeated teams in the Western Conference? Does that not leave everybody concerned that this thing's going to hit the side of a mountain any <laughs> second now as the Jazz are also 3-0? and It's not good company to be undefeated with. When you're, when you're undefeated with the team that is actively trying to lose as many games, I've enjoyed all the Danny Ainge memes of like, oh, God, I've made a giant mistake. Yeah, I've seen that. Victor is slipping away Slowly but surely, we tanked my way to the best record in the NBA. <laughs> what the hell is happening here? I, 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 I will ask the question though, and can we, can we all acknowledge now? Maybe, 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 just a hair, just a smidge. We overreacted a hair to the preseason. Clearly, okay. I mean, it's three games. Let's let's wait another ten. Oh, okay. Let's revisit in okay. ten games. I'm just asking the question. So I was get, asking. Yeah, when they get to thirteen games in, we'll see the record, and then if right. I, if they're good, still. I will tell you, I way overreacted. Okay, but I'm still concerned. You're not there yet. Three games in, not there yet. No, I'm. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm happy to have looked wrong right now. There's, I won't refute that, but I'm not ready to declare anything three games into an NBA season. They're going 82 and 0, and they're winning the championship. It'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> we if all they did. know this is going to happen. God, could you imagine? It'd be sweet. First time ever, <sighs> fully undefeated season. What do you got to win? 16 games in the playoffs? Yeah. So you go to uh, 98 no. Uh, yeah, right, math. Ninety-eight, no, I think so. Yeah, that'd be an, yeah, that's a t-shirt you rock. Ninety-eight, no, ninety-eight degrees. Also, you know what I realized yesterday? I realized not only why the NFL is king. Well, it's because it's the NFL, and we love football and the way the sport is played, and you know the the parody and the unpredictability of it all. The other part of it that the sport has so much better over the NBA is that. How many quarterbacks would you say are in this draft? There, there, there might be four or five dudes in this draft. We don't know. You know, we'll wait for the evaluations. But right now, I mean, you got you could rattle off four quarterbacks, maybe five that you could say, oh yeah, that guy could maybe be a really good franchise NFL quarterback, right? Yeah. yeah. We get that almost every year. So you know the one position, the most important position. The Niners are le- learning this right now. When you don't have a premier player at that position gotta have the guy your team is going to struggle and some weeks be good and some weeks be bad and even knowing this the teams that know they need it they still go out there and randomly win or they play good the Giants the Seahawks maybe those are legit quarterbacks now I don't know I can't evaluate it anymore I have nothing that I can give you metrics wise to say why Geno Smith now looks like the best quarterback in the NFL it doesn't make any sense or why Pete Carroll and Brian Dayball are maybe coaching for coach of the year this weekend in the biggest game in the National Football League as we all predicted in week eight the <laughs> Giants at the Seahawks I can't define it okay I just don't have that in me but it's amazing to me that all these teams know they need that position and they're like nah we'd rather surprise the league and win in the NBA they're like Take all of our players. We're going to be bad for eight months. <laughs> we need the best possible player. It, it is so funny that it happened in Carolina this weekend because they tanked. This yeah. is clearly the route they're going. Clearly. And what do they do? They, they dominate win. Tom Brady. They didn't just win. They dominated Tampa Bay in that game. Anybody have the Panthers on the money line? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was not. plus 585. I almost took it pre, you know, the start of games. And I'm like, come on. This is a It's not going to happen. They lost to the Steelers last week. Brady's going to be angry. There's no chance it happens to him back-to-back weeks. The Panthers are clearly tanking. Like, that that ruined my whole gambling Sunday. It I really had, did. I had Buccaneers money line uh, just sprinkled into a bunch of different things because they're going to win the game. I had a ginormous <laughs> tea. I hit a teaser bet last week, and I, I went right back to the well. 
And I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I put an uncomfortable amount of, amount of money on that teaser. And the Bucks at minus seven couldn't cover against the Carolina Panthers. I teased them all the way down to plus two. I went super teaser to a two-point underdog. I am Team Giselle forever. <laughs> team Giselle, you've ruined Dude, it, screw Brady. Screw Tom Brady. I'm off. You're an old bag of bones, combust into dust. Montana's wants to, my goat. Yes, nobody wants to see you anymore. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was, but now he sucks. Now I'm back to Joe Montana. Well, we got a loaded show. Uh, we'll see if we can get to as, as much as we can today. The Blazers, the college football. Boy, your team looked good. They did look pretty good. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't walk in with a chubby. I got to be honest with you. I thought you'd be walking in full-fledged, ready to go. I'm wearing a jock strap to keep it down. Just drop yeah. it on the table and be like, let's do this. Let's talk about the uh, Oregon-UCLA game today on the radio. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll talk some Pac-12. Oregon State getting a dominant win the way I wanted it. Uh, and there's a lot to discuss, so we'll start. Dirt and Spray, good morning. Happy Monday on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back in. During this break with you on this uh, wet, cold as hell Monday morning. I'm freezing. Feels good, man. Feels good. Made some chili yeah. yesterday. Does it feel good? I think it does. <laughs> I, I could have used a little more foreplay from Mother Nature, quite frankly. Really? Yeah, he's, he's got a point. Until the end of October, no, wasn't no, enough. No, no, no. Listen to his point. He's no, got a good no, no, point. No, no, no. I mean some transition. You want like a chilly, sunny day? We went from eighty to like thirty in a day. Yeah. Like right. that's, yeah. that's, it's not quite thirty. It's like fifty-nine degrees today. Okay, but fifty-nine <laughs> when you have ninety-degree weather for like five straight months is really cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Maybe something. Maybe you know, real windy, but not super rainy or whatever. But no, it we just... have not seen a drop of rain since June. No, no, no. We need the rain. I, we I, need I'm the not rain. saying that. I'm mad but... about the cold. <laughs> It was just, it was so you abrupt. don't want the cold, and he doesn't want the rain. It was abrupt. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's how it usually happens, you right? Know, I just I kind of got goose there, and I wasn't go. expecting it. Well, so. my problem was Sunday, I had to take the dog out, and I tried to get – I wake up early Sunday. I'm up at 5.15. I was watching Arsenal against uh, uh, that other Premier League yeah, team. that's a mighty game. <laughs> I was watching some yeah. soccer. I was cleaning my dishes and my kitchen, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my dog out now before the NFL starts, and I'm a lazy POS today. And I just shaved my head, and I stepped out in a T-shirt, and oh, yeah. my God. Well, that's on you. What the hell are you going out in a T-shirt for? It's fall, buddy. You well, it's, throw... only, it's only 59. Like, you just told me. It's not even that cold. It's freezing. You throw a sweatshirt on. You're good. I was I, walking around yeah. yesterday in basketball shorts and flip-flops. Climate change is now making 
what isn't traditionally cold weather for me, freezing cold weather for me. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so used to 90 and sweating everywhere that <laughs> if I walk out nah. in sub 60, I'm like, oh my God. Now you're going to be Beanie Brandon here for the rest yeah, of the Beanie summer. Beanie Brandon. That's a good one. Yeah. Mr. Poopy Pants, Bummer Brandon, Beanie Brandon. Let's do it. Uh, NFL, I guess I kind of will start there before we get into the Pac-12 stuff because I, I we have to talk a lot of Oregon-UCLA today. Uh, Jorgie's going to hop on the show at 7.30. We'll get into the beeves and them taking care of business. The Pac-12 had a weekend. Um, I don't even know where to start in the National Football League. I, I, I guess I'll just start with, like, what the hell's going on? I, I, Nobody I, knows. I, I don't know anymore, man. Like, I, are the Bucks okay? Most people probably say, well, yeah, it's, it's Tom Brady. All right, I've, I've watched it for multiple weeks now. It, it certainly doesn't look like something that's just easily fixable. No. Um, we keep doing this Packers-Rogers thing. I'm in on this train, too, of, okay, this is the week. This is the week. And then they lose to Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commies. Aaron Rodgers has lost games to Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, and Kirk Cousins. Not traditionally names you'd probably How put. How dare you put Kirk Cousins in the conversation with those other guys? You're right. They have as good a records or better record. Uh, but ultimately, you get my point of it's just we keep saying it, and I think it's because of what we've seen. We did this with Russell Wilson for a long time. I was worried about your underbet yesterday just because I was like, what if, what if Rippon comes in and it's like the key ingredient is Russ is just <laughs> awful and they just suddenly put up points, right? Like – I think you just look around all around the league, and it's it's hard to put into words what's going on with the Giants, the Jets. Geno Smith is the best quarterback in the National Football League, and I, I won't hear otherwise. <laughs> and I don't know what to make of that. I've read a million articles this NFL season. <clears throat> I haven't seen one. I haven't heard one person tell me or explain to me why is Geno Smith suddenly a very good quarterback, not some, eh, he's all right. Geno Smith is a very good quarterback right now. Yeah, he looked like the better quarterback on the field yesterday. And I never thought I'd say that at the start of the season, but he he was efficient. I mean, through the one pick, but efficient. They moved the ball successfully basically the entire game. They jumped out all, you know, all over the Chargers in the first quarter of that game up 17-0. And it's just a head scratcher, man, how you can turn from where he was with the Jets, even where he was in moments as a starter last year to being this good. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and that's kind of the that's the beauty of the NFL, though. This is what we love about the sport, that you go into it every weekend. Like, college football is so much easier to gamble on and predict because you get, you know, o- Ohio State's playing Iowa this weekend. There's no doubt that Ohio State's going to win that football game. There's no question that they're going to win that game. They're going to kill them, and they're probably going to cover the spread. And guess what? They easily covered a 30-point spread. You don't have that in the NFL. You've now had back-to-back weeks where the Buccaneers, who were a lot of people's picks to win the NFC, played the Steelers as a double-digit favorite and lost and then played Carolina as a double-digit favorite and lost again. And this one wasn't even competitive or close. I mean, they were dominating that football game. Mike Evans dropped an 80-yard touchdown on the first drive, and that should have been the warning sign for everybody of like, yeah, it's going to be a long day for them. I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about the NFL, and that's what I love about the sport, is that we can gamble on it, we can try and predict it, we think we know what's going to happen, and then you turn it on every weekend, and it's like, I didn't see that coming. I don't know where that came from. Uh, the, the Bucks and Packers are in real trouble. Like, th- this is serious business. Tampa's been dealing with it since uh, training camp when they had a couple of interior offensive linemen get hurt. And I, we all kind of forgot about that storyline. They can't run the football. They can't protect Brady. He doesn't look like the same Brady. And Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, their offense has been out of sync all year. Even go look at the games that they won this year. It's not like they've been lighting anybody up. So 
That is now seven games in, almost half a season of a sample size. This isn't like, hey, the Blazers are 3-0. and Let's all calm down. <laughs> this is almost half a year season, and there are serious issues there, and I don't see how either of them gets turned around at this point. I really don't. No, I, I, I don't either. I, I asked this question, and I think it's – I don't know if there's an easy answer, but Tampa at least plays in a really crappy division. They do. Whereas Green Bay's already looking up pretty substantially at Minnesota. And I – Easy, easily fixable. I don't. I don't know if it's fixable, but I mean, they play Buffalo this weekend. This is the biggest underdog that Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. He's never been a double-digit underdog. No. Um, and if I'm gambling on that game, which I'm not going to, yeah, because screw the Packers. But if I did, I would hammer Buffalo in that game. In Buffalo, what what sign has Green Bay given you of life at all in the last month? Uh, I, I think their only game of note is beating Tampa, isn't it? Yeah, that 14-12 thriller that <laughs> yeah. neither quarterback could move the football. No, either either quarterback did not play well. Their other wins were against the Bears in Week 2, Garbage. the Chicago Bears, yeah. and they beat the Patriots when Mac Jones was hurt, and then they had to Bailey start Zappi. Hoyer, and it was Bailey Zappi's yeah. first game, and they should have lost that they game. They should have lost it that game. It went to overtime, yeah. and now they've lost three in a row to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just like, can you tell me how the Giants keep winning games being down double digits or how the Seahawks are doing this with Geno Smith? Yeah, the, the Can you explain these things to me? Because I just don't know how easily explainable those things are. No, they're not easily explainable. I, the, the Giants is largely in my mind because of Saquon Barkley. Like I, He's just a monster, and he's affecting the game in a lot of different Daniel ways. Daniel Jones, I think, rushed for 100 yards He yesterday. was the first Giants quarterback to rush for 100 yards since like 1942 or something crazy like that. It's, it's been a long time. They get down double digits every game. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about the NFL is yeah. every week it is a three- to seven-point league for the most part. Yep. And this is why the witching hour is crazy. It's when games are, are that you think are won, they're lost, and when they're lost, they're won. Like that, that's what we love about the witching hour. There is a certain magic going on with the Giants that they easily could have lost all four of these games that they won in a row. They were down double digits to the Packers in, in, uh, in London. They came back and won that game, double digits at the half. They beat the Ravens 24-20. They were trailing in that game basically the entire they game. They were down double digits in that game. This game against Jacksonville this weekend, they were trailing the entire game. They pulled it out. They beat Carolina in week two, 19-16. They beat the Titans in a comeback effort, 21-20. They're just having one of those years where the ball's bouncing their way. They're winning close games. Does it sustainable? We'll see in the regular season. I'm not buying them at all as a postseason threat. But as of right now, they're just winning close games. That's That's the NFL. I'm largely with you, and I'll say this as we go. I look at the NFC and I kind of also say, why? Why am I not buying them? The NFC is garbage. I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> There's nobody in the NFC that I'm like, hey. But how often do not great quarterbacks win playoff games I mean, at happen. a consistent level? It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Maybe this is the weird year. Maybe huh? this is the year that Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones meet in the Super Bowl, but I'm not putting any money on it because <laughs> be they are both not very good. Such an awful Super Bowl. But yet we'd all watch. Uh, all right, let's stay in football. Let's go to the Pac-12. Oregon State takes care of business. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I saw this tweet from uh, Ari Mirov at My Sports Update. The Saints are two and five. Their first round pick belongs to the Eagles. The Browns are two and five. Their first round pick goes to the Texans. The Broncos are two and five. Their first round pick goes to the Seahawks. <laughs> two of those teams are in the playoffs. <laughs> oh God, all those teams are feeling good right now, man. You get a playoff and an early first round pick. Woo! Man. That's good living right there. It is. Um, all right. I don't know what we're going to do or how we're going to do it. We're going to try to get to as much today as we can. The Blazers on a three-game winning streak to start their season. They beat the Lakers yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Westbrook with one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and uh, they, they're back home tonight. They played Denver Nuggets. Back-to-back, back at home. This is a tough spot for them. Very tough. Uh, road, road to home back-to-backs are always tough. Especially when the other team's been in your city longer than you. Yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, so we'll see what they can do. We'll talk about that. Uh, Oregon State, look, there's really not much to break down from the game other than, you know, I said on Friday's show, I want this to be a blowout. I wondered how Colorado was going to score more than 13 points. They didn't even get to 10. Uh, they got close, but they didn't. And Oregon State did exactly what I wanted. They go into their by 6-2 and two after their blowout win uh, over Colorado. I mean, they covered the number easily. It was, I think, the, the kind of meaningless, stupid game against Colorado that you wanted to see as an Oregon State fan. Colorado is a horrible football team. And they came out. It was 7 nothing early. I know they had the turnover on the opening play, but they, they quickly settled in after that. It's 7 nothing early. You go up 21-3 to at the half. You score a couple more touchdowns in the third quarter. You look up. I mean, this thing was never in doubt. And that's exactly what you wanted for Oregon State. I think it was great to get some guys some rest and essentially treat it like a bye week. Uh, Fenwick sat out. They gave Martinez the bulk of the carries. You didn't, you know, uh, Go Branson didn't throw a pick, which is good because you want to see him kind of build that confidence and, you know, not having an interception, I think is good for him going forward because you might need him. I don't know where you're at health-wise with Chance Nolan and how that's going to play out after the bye week, but building more confidence in Go Branson was big. And then I think you look at the big picture for Oregon State. Like they beat a team that beat them last year. I didn't think it was going to happen this year, but I also didn't think it was going to happen last year. And you're bowl eligible eight games into the season. If I told Oregon State fan in August, you're going to be six and two, with only losses coming to Utah and USC, I think you say, hell yeah, I'll take that. Those are two, the two is t- you know, toughest games on your schedule in the first two months, and you've beaten everybody else, and now you get a bye week to kind of reset things and then see where you go from here. That was exactly what Oregon State needed to do. That's going to be a late kick in Seattle when they come back from that bye, but I think the bye thing might be the best thing for them because I'd imagine at that point, Chance Nolan is back as their quarterback. That's just my hunch. You would think. I mean, does that make Oregon State fan more confident? I've seen, I, I see a lot of that on social media, and I'm just, I'm curious with that because I've seen the, it, Go Branson's not the guy, and I'm not sitting here acting like he's, you know, a world beater Aaron Rodgers in his prime kind of quarterback. But we've had some serious struggles watching Chance Nolan play. And I don't know if that just quickly goes away because he's been out a couple of weeks with an injury. Well, I think the better player when healthy is Chance. Are we sure about that? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Not by a lot. Because interceptions are a big part of that. I, I'm not. I mean, they're a huge part of it. But if you get into a, a throwing situation, they haven't. I mean, it wasn't like he was amazing versus Stanford. No. He really wasn't asked to do a whole lot against Wazoo. And then even this game against Colorado. I mean, he, he, he See, this kid has some throws, but like. I don't know. I just I feel like you're a little limited, but in the same way that you're pointing out, like the interceptions are a huge problems. So it's like, yeah, it's it's the lesser of two evils. But if that lesser of two evils also doesn't move the needle in a moment where the other one would, what do you do with that? Like if it's third and six, Branson ain't running for that first down. Chance Nolan has the ability to pick the first down up with his legs. He also has the ability to throw four picks in a game. I mean, absolutely does, but. Here, here's my thing with the quarterback he also has stuff. More of a sample size than Gobranson. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he's got more experience, but that to me is almost more concerning that he's played. He's been a full time starter for over a year, and he still has the turnover problems that you would. So you think there's a, a quarterback controversy? A little. I'm bit. not saying there's a controversy. I'm just pushing back on the notion that Chance Nolan is the best thing for Oregon State. I understand the talent angle of it. I understand he's more athletic and he can make plays with his legs. But when I look at Oregon State. If they're going to go on and win, you know, nine games or ten games like some Beaver fans think they're going to, how are they going to do that? They're going to do it by playing good defense and running the football, right? Like, those are, if we all look at Oregon State, they are carried by their defense. They have been all season, and their run game got it going. I know it was against Colorado, but their run game is the focal point of their offense. The run game's gotten it going the last couple weeks. Right? They I ran for say. nearly 300 yards this weekend against Colorado. And so when I'm trying to win on defense and running the football, what do I need my quarterback to do? We use it as a dirty phrase all the time. I don't think it's a dirty phrase. You need a guy that's going to manage the game. You need a guy that's not going to throw picks, that's going to know when a punt is the right play. But do you have a guy that can win the game? And I, guess- I don't think either of them can. That's the thing. When have we ever seen Chance Nolan win a football game? USC last year was pretty good. I, let's not act like he was the only one that played well in that game. Well, but no, but like... I'm, I'm at, like saying, you're, you're trying to say that Chance Nolan could put a team on his back and win, and I don't think he can do that. I don't think he ever has in his career. They won games last year with him going seven of fifteen. Well, for I mean, I, fifty yards. I don't. I don't know how many quarterbacks in the entire conference can win a game without a run game. Right. And so what I'm saying is, would you rather have a guy that? And this isn't a guarantee with Branson because he threw two picks when he came in against Utah. He threw a pick last week against Wazoo. I'm not saying he's playing perfect football, but if you're going to have that wild hair up your nose, how quickly do you pull Chance Nolan if he throws a pick? Do you give him another series? Yeah, it would depend where the game's at, but I, I, yeah, instinctually, I'd probably want to. You give him another one and then see what happens from there like you did at Utah? Well, the problem is, I think part of the problem, it's not the only problem. I think part of the problem with their situation is, I like, take the Utah game. I hated that game call. Like, what are you doing? You're opening the game by throwing it, mm-hmm. and you're throwing it at their best DB in one-on-one? And I don't think that like, would... Put, put yeah. him in a better position. I'm not saying that, he, that the, the OC and, and Smith are responsible for him making bad decisions. But, like, put him in slightly better position where you know, like, this kid is susceptible to throwing a pick at any given moment. So let's let's establish our run here, and then let's do some some play action, like quick throw, quick read. That's what they're doing with Gobranson. It's not like Gobranson sitting in the pocket no. just torching teams with his arm here. They're giving him quick reads, quick looks. He got some throws that, yeah, he's he's going through a couple progressions. For the most part, though, it's... It's play action stuff. It's yep. tied in over the middle. It's Lindsey coming over. It's gold. It's keep it simple. Harrison. Yeah, it's it's simple stuff. And I feel like there was a part with Nolan where they were I think they were very trusting in him this year. They thought he was gonna take that step, and he hasn't. And I think unfortunately some of the play calling matches the trust more so than the hey, he just threw four interceptions. Like why if I had a quarterback and I was a coach, 
throw four interceptions a week prior, and he's still my starter the next week on the road in a hostile <laughs> environment. You know what I'm not calling the first couple plays of the game? Throws to one-on-one coverage with an NFL DB. Yeah. That's not my play call. And and I that's kind of my point is I think you can win with chance, and he's slightly better because I think if you're to manage the game the same way as if you would with Branson, I just feel like the athleticism gives him a slight edge. You're not wrong in bringing up the interception problem. That's going to for sure be something to circle at UW if he indeed does play that game. I mean, through six picks in five quarters of football. That's awful. That's a, that's a lot of picks. Awful. And it, it cost you a game. I don't know if you win the Utah game or not because Utah's a t- it's tough to go in and win at Rice Eccles. But what but it sure as hell didn't help. Sure, but like I guess my point is like, are you is there a different result with Goldbranson against USC or Utah? I don't. I, I I would argue if you had Goldbranson in there not throwing four interceptions, you have a much better chance of winning that game. Your four interceptions set up ten, I believe, of seventeen. No, you USC gave them a sports, lot of their points, right? You handed them their points, which is brutal, by the way. Looking back today, yes, it is because you're going into a by six and two, and I I just I really think it's okay for Oregon State fan to say out loud we feel like we should be seven and one i think that's okay to say because we all watched that football game yeah and you were a fourth and seven away from securing a win against usc and i like i like also pointing out the ones that go the other way because you very easily could be five and three as well with a loss of stanford it goes it goes oh, both yeah, ways I mean, that's right yeah. you pulled that one out of true. god knows where and, and you thank fu- god they didn't lose that game because <laughs> stanford sucks stanford's not very good right and so you thought that was your one like oh god where did this performance come from and, and you found a way to win it I, look, I, I hope the Chance no one has success. I'm not rooting against him. I just have seen this overwhelming, we got to put Chance in once he's healthy. And I just look at Oregon State and I say, if you're going to compete in the remaining games that you have on your schedule, it is going to be because of your defense and because of your run game. I almost think it's a quarterback be damned thing. And then you're picking your poison. Do you want the guy that's more athletic but might turn it over more? Or do you want the guy that's a little more limited with being able to move and is going to take potentially more sacks, but... He hopefully won't throw six interceptions in five quarters. Like, you just need a quarterback to come out and manage the game. And if you have that, you're going to have a chance to win every game remaining on your schedule. You can't be turning the football over, though. Well, they go into the bye six and two. They get UW next weekend. Well, not this weekend, but the weekend after. That's a 7.30 kick in Seattle. And as I've said many a time before on this show, Oregon State and Seattle is just not a good combination. Uh, Not just historically, because Oregon State was off. I mean, God, awful for so many years. But just like... In moments where you think the team is taking a step, think of the Fiesta Bowl team. Their lone loss was at UW by a field goal. Yep. Um, I, I've shared this story before. The 6-0 Beaver team that was ranked in the top 10, mm-hmm. they went to Seattle. They put Sean Mannion over Cody Vaz in, and they got outright upset by not a very good Washington team. It's just not a place they play good football. I hope that they can get right for the bye. I don't know what they'll settle on with quarterback. I would guess that they still play Chance Nolan if he's healthy. But we'll see, and we'll see what they think about that matchup going in. But uh, they took care of business this weekend, and they smoked Colorado. All right, let's dive into it. I got a, I got a question in, involving coaching that kind of deals with your team, and then we'll dive into the Oregon-UCLA stuff. That's next, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Boy, coaching is um, – we know how important coaching is. Just ask Hurricane fans. But um, – when you get players that you think you know who they are, mm-hmm. whose careers turn around and you have to see them in a different light, it does take a little while before you finally acknowledge, like, yeah, okay, this is different. Like, the first couple of weeks of the NFL season, I'm like, okay, Gino's, Gino's playing well. They're a little better than I thought. And then week three, week four happens, and I'm publicly apologizing on the radio show that I way underestimated Seattle as they're currently leading the NFC West, which has just been dreadful. The Cardinals are awful. The Rams look awful. The Niners don't have a good quarterback. Yeah. They're not healthy. How funny would that be if they won the division? 
kind of be the NFL in a nutshell, would it not? It would. Um, but it, it's just it, – it, that's my point, though. It's remarkable how, like, quickly your opinion can change of a player that you think you know. And I'm watching Saturday in my living room, and I'm, I'm just – you know, we'll, we'll get to the X's and the O's of it all, but, like, I'm just floored. I'm floored watching this. And, and I forget – Spencer Hall, that's his name. He's on Twitter at E – I think it's E-B-S-B. Yeah. You've seen his Twitter. He's famously in college football sphere. He made a really good point in an interview – and I heard this, and I was like, huh, that's an interesting theory. And his point was he believes that every college quarterback should transfer one time in their career before they go to the NFL. And he said this, and I thought, that's interesting. And then I look at Bo Nix, and I look at Hendon Hooker, and you look around the landscape of quarterback play, and you're like, oh, it's guys that many people thought they knew who they were, and then they went to a different place, and they're an entirely different player in general I was thinking about this during the Colorado game because it was such a snooze fest. We talk about Gobranson or Nolan. I just kind of thought, I wonder if JT Daniels has any regret going to West Virginia and getting his ass kicked where he could have come to Corvallis and had a pretty damn good offense. And I would imagine there would be no quarterback controversy with JT Daniels and a Jonathan Smith, Brian Lindgren offense, a good defense, a good run game. Those help out. You're not throwing the ball as much as you know, you thought you would, but man, when you do, you're successful and your team is good. What Bo Nix is doing in Eugene cannot be defined. There is not a person breathing oxygen that can tell me they saw any of this coming for Bo Nix and the kind of player that he is, where Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports puts out his Heisman list. (laughs) He's in the top five. Bo Nix has got to be firmly in a top five Heisman race right now. I mean, the way he played this weekend in a top 10 game, I don't know how he's not. And imagine telling that to somebody uh, in the aftermath of losing 49-3 to Georgia. That, oh, yeah, hey, hey, guess what? Six, seven weeks from now, Bo Nix is going to be playing, you could argue, as good as any quarterback in the entire country. His numbers are going to be as good as any quarterbacks in the entire country, and his odds are going to be in the top five to win the Heisman Trophy. Like, you'd you'd get laughed at, and somebody would slap you in the face. Dirt, I I came in Monday morning (laughs) after they got their ass kicked against Georgia. I'd call you an idiot and question if I wanted to do a show with you anymore if you said that. Like, what what are you smoking? What is wrong with you? There's no chance that it's going to happen. Zero chance. Did you watch the game? Have you seen him for three years at Auburn? I... Uh, it, it, it defies logic. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. But when I try and compute it in my head, what I come up with is, one, it clearly shows, and this is you see this all over the NFL when we talk about quarterbacks that are struggling. You see it all over college football. It helps to have infrastructure around you. Fit matters. He has the best offensive line in the country. Yes, he does. They have an offense uh, that runs the football for nearly 300 yards a game now. They ran it for 262 yards on UCLA, who was giving up barely 100 yards per game on the ground. They ran it for nearly 300 yards on UCLA. I saw this from Crepia of the Oregonian. He, I mean, he basically says every statistical category offensively, they're in the top 10 in the country. Top 10 in the country. You have a Troy Franklin who has now established himself as one of the best wide receivers in the conference as a big-time go up and get the ball, uh, big play wide receiver, and that is something that Oregon has not had in a long time. And so you combine those things with an offensive coordinator that was a giant question mark for you at the start of the year, but as every progressive week has gone on, has proven himself to be a pretty brilliant play caller and game you know, game planner and, and dissecting weaknesses on defenses and setting things up. Like that drive in the third quarter where they ran, 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 ran all the way down the field. I want to get to that more at length. But the way they set up the fake toss Touchdown pass to Cam McCormick. I mean, it was a thing of beauty. He's two, three plays ahead at all times. And so you have this perfect storm around Bo Nix, who 
was always a talented player. He was the number one recruit at quarterback in the country when he came out of high school. He's a five-star kid. You see him, he's fast, he's quick, he's got a good arm. Like He's got all that, all the physical traits that you need. You just sometimes need a fresh start. You need good surroundings. You need people that believe in you. And I think the biggest thing under the radar for him that he's hinted at at times, I brought this up a couple weeks ago, he did an interview where he said this is the most fun he's ever had playing football in his life, which was kind of cool to hear, like, hey, I'm out in Eugene, I'm having a great time. We're winning football games right now. But I think a lot of it, too, for him is having the pressure off of his shoulders. And I think this is the same for Geno Smith. Like, it's funny how identical they are. You're drafted. You're viewed as like, hey, can you be a savior? For Bo Nix, you need to save the Auburn football program. We've struggled. You're the number one quarterback in the country. Please come be our next Cam Newton or Tim Tebow, whoever you want to name as an SEC quarterback. Geno, come into New York, save us. We haven't had a quarterback since God knows when for the Jets. Please be our guy. Like, that's a lot of pressure that has to ride on your shoulders, and you feel like you have to go be a hero every week. And now you get a fresh start, and it's like, dude, I just got to do my job. Just do my job, make a couple plays. We're going to run the football. I got a good offensive line, and things are clicking. It is it defies a lot of logic, but it is so fun to watch right now. I want to talk more about what you brought up there. Kenny Dillingham is having a moment right now, and Oregon's big win over UCLA. We'll kick off the second hour of Dirt and Sprague here. We'll talk about that win over the Bruins, how dominant it was, how surprised you were with the uh, kind of the result of that game, and uh, where Oregon kind of stands right now. We'll dive into all of that next hour, too, on the home of the Ducks here on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.